Hello, welcome to Radio Rubber Room. We're here at Soundcheck Studios. Kind of weird rhythm days, Derek. Was that a weird rhythm? Rhythm? With the rhythm? It was definitely a weird rhythm. It was a weird rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) I've had several uh, speech impediments in my life. I hope I'm not developing a new one. Uh, I'm gonna go with it's not a pattern yet. Okay. Not a pattern yet. Yeah. But it was definitely a little. A weird with them. A weird with them. <laughs> a weird emphatic with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, yeah. It's which, been a... which is appropriate because it's been a weird day. It's been a weird day. I've, I was actually super ahead of the game today, which is weird. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been juggling games all day. Juggling games? Yeah. As in? Things and stuff and projects and people and stuff and things. <laughs> nice. Nice. I never learned how to juggle. I'm actually really terrible at juggling. Yeah. I can do two balls. It's not juggling. It's not? It has to be more balls than you have hands. Is that true? Yeah. More balls than you have hands. That's like the definition of juggling? Mm-hmm. You can do two balls in one hand. Okay. There you go. That's my technique. I, I could probably... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm John sure Yahoo coming already. Coming in for the win. Way to go, Brad. <laughs> Um, so we've got Georgie Isaacs, a.k.a. Miss Maya Walters, in the studio with us today. Hey Was that a so reverse a.k.a.? Here. I think that was, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, Maya Walters, a.k.a. Georgie Isaacs. Yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. Or maybe Maya Walters is my alter ego. I think but it depends like on the day, death. probably. I put on my birthday certificate and everything. A.k.a. <laughs> backwards is the same anyway, so it's probably fine. Probably fine. Palindrome works. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, um, Georgie Isaacs is your stage name. Yes. Where'd you come up with that? Uh, Georgie is a nickname from high school. Okay. Uh, I had a really tight group of dude friends, and I was also on the wrestling team, so I cut my hair really short. Also, disclaimer, I was terrible at wrestling. So I'm like some sort of like badass chick doing wrestling. I was awful at it. That's awesome. Um, but I cut my hair really short, and somehow they thought I looked like George Clooney from Ocean's Eleven. So they started calling me Georgie. I get that all the time, too. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never got that once, actually. I'm not seeing the George Clooney reference. I don't think anyone, anyone ever, ever would. Okay. I don't know what they were on. So not school. just me. Cool. Yeah. But then I was looking for a stage name, and that's, like, really the only nickname I've ever had. So I was like, Georgie. Georgie means farmer. And then what sounds good with Georgie? Georgie. Isaacs, I guess. I like I like looking on like baby name sites for what names mean and stuff. It's like Georgie Isaacs, what does Georgie Isaacs mean? Georgie is farmer, Isaacs is laughter, so it's a farmer of laughter. Perfect. Farmer so of laughter. All yeah. right. And your music definitely farms some laughter. Some of it, yeah. I I <coughs> I remember the first time I saw you, I was so blown away because you're so sweet and polite and <laughs> just precious and then you get up on stage and you have no shame whatsoever and you are Brilliant and witty and fantastic to watch. I can't wait for I can't wait for you guys to check out your stuff. It's awesome. So do you think that's why you needed a stage name? Is that why you w- went looking for a stage or decided to go with a stage name as opposed to because it's it maybe different than typical personality? No, I just think Maya Walters. I love my name, but I don't think it's like stage worthy. Maya Walters coming up. Uh-huh. I've I've never been like. I mean, I love I love my name. I love it. Maya means mother. I'm a very motherly person, I think. Walters is my family name. It's chill. But Maya Walters, or Georgie Isaacs. 
Maya Walters. Maya Walters. Georgie Isaacs. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I also like the vocal effects you put on there. That's good. Um, so where can we find out more about your music and find your stuff to download and videos and what all of those things? Um, I I don't have anything recorded at the moment. I'm supposed to be going into... I was supposed to go to a studio, not this week, past weekend, but the weekend before last weekend. But the studio I'm going into, they specialize in singer-songwriters, and they ended up moving my date. Because I think they're working on, like, Emily Harris right now, which is like, oh, that's dope, so y'all go ahead and take care of that. Yeah. I'll wait. Um, but I do have a Facebook page. Um... I have a couple of sets online. I did WRIR's uh, Richmond City Limit, so that sets on their website and their archives. Excellent. And then I've recorded a couple of things. I recorded two songs with the Horn RBA like nice. three years ago um, for their Progressions chapbook. So you can find a couple of my songs on there. Excellent. Hopefully, well, and you'll get your live recordings and tonight. Yeah, yeah. All about the live recordings. <laughs> and then uh, November second, you'll November be playing. November second, be playing at the Camel for us. Yep. Um, and you'll have some video and some live board sound recording from that too. Yeah. So that'll be cool. So check out uh, Georgie Isaac's Facebook page and subscribe to her events and get all that and look forward to more recorded music. On that note, we're going to take a break and be back with our first live song from Georgie Isaac's. Yeah, and we are going to get to this first break. We've got a tune. Um, these guys are going to be putting out um, their first album this coming week, I believe. The 10th, I believe, is the... September 10th. September 10th is the CD release. We were just talking about that. Oh, you're playing... At the BNB, I'm not yeah. playing it, but it's at... Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's at the house venue that she yeah. also runs. Yeah. Which yeah. we'll talk about more we're, we're after the break. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, so this is uh, Space Koi um, debut here on Radio Rubber Room. This is My Baby is a Hippie on Radio Rubber Room. <laughs> Leading medical researchers are coming to the conclusion that marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug in the United States, and we haven't begun to find out all of the ill effects. But they are permanent ill effects.
a tape recorder. You're listening to Radio Rubber Room. Papa Gusta! This band is killing it! Hell yeah! Hey, what's going on with that guy? In this chick. Oh my god! Everyone's turning into zombies! Ah, uh, no, no, not zombies! I think they're hungry. We need Chef X! Chef X! Sausage Stars! Whoa! Nice shooting, Chef X! This one's still a zombie! Burger! Stat! Yay! Chef X saved the day! The Camel, 1621 West Broad Street, serving great music seven nights a week until 2 a.m. And great food Sunday through Thursday from 3 p.m. to 12 a.m. 1 a.m. Fridays and Saturdays with brunch served every Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. See you at the Camel! Rich people have always tried to one-up each other's richness since the invention of money. You get a Mercedes, your wealthy tampon tycoon neighbor gets a brand new Bentley monster truck. Flying in style in your new chopper? Damn, your neighbor rocks the block in his customized jetpack. Fear no more, my friends. One-of-a-kind fashions are now available from the owners of Stanley Stevens Endangered Wildlife and Game Hunting Preserve. You'll be looking as rich and arrogant as ever in your panda fur bell bottoms with bottlenose dolphin liner. Are you afraid you're not rich enough to afford that ass-to-head hair transplant? Bald eagle ball caps are now available, now with 100% more eagle. Beat the cold in your flashy new rhinoceros windbreaker. Don't forget about your ride. Pimp it out with California Redwood side paneling. Here at Stanley Stevens Endangered Wildlife and Game Hunting Preserve, accidents happen. But you'll be sure to know that your magnificent whooping crane necktie will have you keeping up with the Joneses because it's only one of 11 in existence. Stanley Stevens Endangered Wildlife and Game Hunting Preserve. You'll be looking as rich and arrogant as ever. This song is about kissing your friends.
Very nice. Georgie Isaacs live here on Radio Rubber Room. Come back and join us on the couch if you like. If you like. <laughs> so tell us about that one. That is that's a song called Unholy Thrills. Um, I wrote that one. When did I write that one? Recently, I'm sure. And it is about kissing your friends. I think about having lovers from different states and kissing people you're not supposed to, and then that causing problems, or not causing problems, because it's awesome to kiss people. It is awesome to All kiss people. All the ones people. you love, the ones you like, and there's hate bugs, you know. Yeah. Things need to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of experiences went into that song, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's actually the that first part of the song I wrote recently, but the second part I wrote with my friend Maria Parenti, who used to live in Richmond and lives in New York and she's doing crazy badass fashion things now. But one of the first shows I played in Richmond was an open mic style thing at the Nile 
and I sang that second part while she was like rapping in between the verses. Oh, nice. And then like we'd like sing together. It was really cool. But I never, we never like did anything with that. So I like kind of snatched that back and put it into a new song. There you go. So is that one of the ones you're uh, planning on recording when you do mm -hmm. get in the studio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many do you have ready to go? Um, for the studio, I'm doing five songs, three on guitar and two on the uke. Okay. Yeah. So do we get uh, a uke song tonight? You get a couple of uke songs. A couple yeah. of uke songs? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So how long have you been playing guitar? Um, I started playing guitar my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, I've been a musician my whole life. It's a family thing. But yeah, there was a, a, a guitar class in high school that I took. And I learned on a classical guitar, so I play nylons now. Um, and I've just been playing that ever since then. Picked up the uke. Uh, my dad got it for me. Or he actually bought it for himself. But then he has his own stuff and forgot to use it, so he gave it to me. <laughs> and I've been playing that for, I guess, when did I start playing it? Maybe 2012, so like four, three or four years now. Nice. Like I've been playing it for. But yeah. Nice. So this is going to be Uke uh, month here on Radio Rubber Room. Yeah, we had Stu Kindle. Stu Kindle, yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys ever had a Uke jam? Yes, we have. Okay. Yeah, definitely. He's, oh, he's fantastic. That's how he's he's enriched, a maybe. wonderful person all around. Okay. <laughs> we had so much fun having him on here. I'm so glad we get to have you too. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so you also play with your dad. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay, I love, love, love talking about my dad. My dad is so cool. My dad is so much cooler than me. Um, <laughs> my dad is... I feel like there's few people that say that. <laughs> no, it's so true. Both my parents are, actually. Um, my mom is also a musician. She grew up playing jazz in the, the most southern point of Mississippi, oh, in wow. Pascagoula. Um, her dad was a really popular jazz musician. And my dad grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, um, and he's a blues musician. He's been playing blues for like some like 30 or 40 years. Wow. He does harmonica and he sings. He has like five albums out. Uh, he's just badass all around. I think he's so cool. And, and uh, he goes by? Bobby Blackhat. Bobby, Bobby Blackhat Black Walters. Yeah. Bobby Blackhat Walters. Yeah, now that's comes, a cool stage name. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Blackhat and Georgie Isaacs. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great duo name. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Whenever he has shows at home, he always invites me to come down, and he'll let me like just play little like three song sets in between his gigs. He calls it his something completely different, um, and I do that with him. But there's also a song that I'll play tonight that I play with him called Peeping Tom, and whenever he's in town, he'll go on stage with me and he plays his harmonicas, his harmonica solos. That's awesome. I think fun. I saw you guys do that together at Gallery Five way back. Yeah, yeah. And I have another song <laughs> that he hates called Procrastination Masturbation, which I'll also play tonight. And I always make sure to play that one, like, right before I play with my dad, because it's just really funny. <laughs> it is really funny. He, he's, I think he enjoys it now. He expects that he used to be, like, really weird about it. But now he's just like, this is hilarious. And I was stuck in my head, so. Right? It's a very catchy tune. <laughs> it's super catchy. So have you always felt that way? Um, or was there ever a time where you're like, Mom and Dad are lame? Or has it been like that your whole it life where you're like kind of felt that way it was never like being lame like about the music mm -hmm. when people would ask me about it i guess they would be like what kind of music does your dad play and i'd be like oh it's not rock and roll it's just blues my dad's not a hip-hop artist he's a blues musician but it was never like my dad's a musician and that's lame because i grew up like going to bars and being i was essentially a roadie for most of my young life and even like now when i go to shows with my dad um but i think 
deep down I recognized it was a really cool experience to have that in that background. And I was always really fortunate that my parents kind of pushed that music on us, like either being involved with his stuff or like our own music. They were never like, you have to do sports and be good at them. And they always like pushed like academics and stuff, but they were never like straight A's always, but it was always you have to play music. We started piano when we were like two years old. Wow. We turned nine, we joined the band, and it was never, <coughs> do you want to join band? It was, what instrument are you going to play? And I picked up flute when I was nine. And I've, it's always just been a huge part of my life, and I've always, I think I've always appreciated just having the music, maybe like not like, like dad, there's always angst, there's always angst. Yeah. But like the music was always something super solid that I could, I could appreciate. Yeah. Are you going to have him play on the um, EP at all? Yeah, he'll play Peeping Tom with me. On the, on the recordings? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very That's cool. Awesome. Well, um, we are going to get to our next break, but when we get back, we're going to um, be back with another live one from Georgie Isaacs. But right now we're going to hear from The Folly, who just released this al album EP last month, earlier this month? Earlier this month. Earlier yeah. this month, yeah. Annalise is a goddess. Yeah. Annalise is great. Jeez. So we're going to hear from them right now. This is The Folly with The Quarrel on Radio Rubber Room.
How many Derricks from Radio Rubber Room does it take to screw in a light bulb? The answer after these messages. New from Spoofco, it's My Pet Dinosaur. It's a fact that kids love dinosaurs, but with the growing popularity of violent video games and child-sized margaritas, the interest in dinosaurs is in decline. Because Spoofco believes that exploiting children is great for business, we've created My Pet Dinosaur. At home genetics lab and incubation chamber. This toy dinosaur is stupid. Let's go play video games. Hold on there, you little bastards. My pet dinosaur is different. Every My Pet Dinosaur package is complete with Dino DNA, syringe, fit zipper, cell splicer, incubation chamber, and growth hormones for faster development. I got a brontosaurus for Christmas. I named him Buster, and by summer, I was grounded because Buster ate all the trees and stomped on my mom's car. Stupid brontosaurus. My friend Billy got a velociraptor. <laughs> I miss Billy. Look how cool my baby T-Rex is! Ow! My finger! My Pet Dinosaur. New from Spoofco. Welcome back to Radio Rubber Room. How many Derricks does it take to screw in a light bulb? It depends how long the detailed list of instructions you have is.
was beautiful. Your voice is amazing, honey. Oh, thanks. <laughs> very nice, very nice. So tell us about that one. Um, that song is about the weather, and it's called About the Weather. And I wrote it, I was in Philly for an audition back in February, and I was there for a few days, and then I'm getting a call back. So the weather was probably pretty terrible. It was, it was. The thing was, I uh, had an Airbnb for the first like three days, but then I didn't expect to be getting a call back. So I ended up having to stay again, and the people that I wanted to stay with, my friends up there, were out of town at a show. So I'm like, oh my god, I need a place to stay, I don't have any more money for an Airbnb. So I ended up sleeping in my car. I would planned, like, I had come prepared to do that. Yeah. But I ended up sleeping in my car outside of the uh, venue where the callbacks were. And it was that period of time where we were getting a lot of really intense storms in Richmond, all those, like, tornado warnings. Yeah. And the weather was just as, as bad up in Philly. And I'm getting all of these, like... Uh, VCU weather alert and it's insane like, the weather's outside I'm in my car and I'm like freaking out but then I'm like this popped into my head and then I was like thinking of my friends back home and I was like if there's a twister that'd be cool but it was not my friends like I hope that one of mine yeah then I kind of like kind of spit it out right there in my car nice sometimes songs come to you yeah it just did Times of high tension and stress, man. Yeah. So did you write the whole song to completion that night, or at least close to it? Or I think I wrote the first vor the first verse and the chorus that night, and I finished it when I got home that the next day. How'd the callback go? Um, I actually I threw the callback because I wasn't very much interested in doing anything gotcha. that I was auditioning for. <laughs> it was uh, I auditioned for The Voice. Okay. My dad was really. I remember you telling me about that when yeah. you were getting ready. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted me to at least have the experience of auditioning for something like that, and I had all these songs picked out, and he was like, "You should do, you should do brand new Kima Melanie because she's gonna get great, and they'll be expecting that." And I was like, "Dad, I'm not gonna sing that song. I sing it all the time." But then last minute, I decided to switch it up, and I actually got the last red card of the day. So I called my dad immediately, and I was like, "Dad, you were right. I sang the song, and I got the call back." But then I got to the callback, and I was like, I'm just like not. So a red card's good. The red card, yeah, that means you like, like you get a yellow card in American Idol. It's a red card with the voice. Gotcha. But yeah. I got the last one of the day, and I was like really bummed because when you're <clears> sitting there waiting to audition, all the people come out with their red cards, and I was like, oh, good for you, and everyone's like clapping and cheering. But I came out, and there was nobody left. Because everyone was gone. Yeah, so everyone who was working, I was like, I was like. Well, this is lame, and they all like cheered me on as I went to the uh, the room to process my stuff, or whatever. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really want to do the show, so I just like I did the callback and I sang a song that I knew they wouldn't like. I did. So you like you, you like threw it. Yeah. Yeah. I did Walt Gypsy, which is a song that I do I used to do with Dharma Bombs, but it's a mashup of Start Wearing Start Wearing Purple by Gogo Bordello and I Want to Be Like You from the Jungle Book. Oh, that's funny. It was, I, it's too original for It's them. great. It's too good for them. It's great. It's I love it when you do that. Did you get to keep yeah. your red card? Do you still have the red card? Uh, no, I had to give it to him. You had to give it back? You had to give yeah. the red card back? That's stupid. I think they I should at least... Like, I'm how much sure I did. The how much is I know I don't have it now. How much is a damn red card, for it Christ's sake? It was just sake? like, just like a little... Yeah. Just a piece of red I feel like they should paper. let you keep yeah. that. Essentially. So it's the voice stuff. on it or something? Did it say, like, the voice on it or... Yeah. I can't let you keep that? I'm pissed about that. I think it's because there's, like, things on there that they don't want people to know about production. Yeah. I might get sued from this or something. I don't know. I, I doubt it. About oh, it's actually like the, like... Like there's information on it. 
Oh. Yeah, like about what you have to bring to your call bag. And gotcha. Yeah. Stuff like that. And things. <laughs> so you decided not to be on The Voice. Yeah. Good job. I thought about it really hard because I found out while I was like in line to audition, there's like a hundred thousand dollar like prize for it. And like I was in my car and I'm like, I should really like do good on this because that would be a really nice chunk of change ahead if I won. But then I was like, but at the cost of my soul, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, reality TV is tough on your whole yeah, life. Yeah, and I'd have to like go to LA and I'd have to like probably not, I wouldn't be able to work. And yeah. We'd have a hundred thousand dollars. But I'd have a hundred thousand dollars so I wouldn't if you need. Won. If I won, if, you if won. I won, they cover. They've got to cover some expenses for I'm going. I'm sure they right? cover expenses yeah. while like, you're expenses out while there. you're out there. Yeah, but I got expenses back home. Yeah, right. Not covered. <laughs> and you run out of house venue. Yeah, I got stuff to do. I got more exciting things to do than being the voice. Actually, that might be super exciting. But I got I got cooler exciting. Things they could at least ca- let you keep a like memento red card. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I, I'm sorry to you know. Well, you know, I'm sure that if you want to go back horse and there, audition but... again, you could still get a red card. I could. I can go back and do it again. Yeah. And just like run out with the red card. <laughs> I could. Yeah, and never come back. Just with the red card and leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Did Derek is just focused on the card. <laughs> I mean, it's just like why can't you? I keep mean, it's that? a fantastic promotional opportunity too. True. For music and all of yeah. those things. Did you Did you meet anybody cool while you were there, like waiting or? You see, I did this thing. They had some of the contestants from the season before. And they were going through the line. And at this point, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win. Like, the $100,000. So I'm, like, in it to win it. And I figured, like, everyone was, like, being really excited. Like, oh, my God, it's, I don't know, like, Isaiah and Jeremy or something from the show. And everyone's, like, all excited. They're, like, sending autographs. And they're doing interviews. And I decided to be coy. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd notice me if I was just not paying attention to them. I was, like, reading my book. And I was, like, I'm not interested in, like, famous people. I'm but I, I was hoping they'd, like, see me be, like, that girl that girl's cool because she doesn't care that we're famous, but it, that it was stupid. And, <laughs> and it didn't work out like that at all. <laughs> it was worth a try. You know, it was, it was probably more, you probably had more odds that way than just being one yeah, of the mob. If I like were to like go forth on the show, they'd be, they'd be like, oh, that girl didn't care about us. She's hip with her book. <laughs> what, 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 do you remember what book it was? It was the first of the C.S. Lewis space trilogy, Paralandra, which is a, it's a cool book. So I, I, I don't think I've read that, that points. I've not read that book. I'm still very slowly working on the second one. Uh, yeah. And it's been, it's been, it's bad. It's been since February. I haven't finished the series, but working on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got a long break coming up if you want, you can if take you some time to out. like, yeah. Yeah, I'd actually appreciate to get a couple chapters in. Okay. Yeah. They're long chapters. It's though, only like so 15 minutes. So maybe like, like double like up, double up on the, uh, on the commercials. <laughs> yeah, this is our long break, so you might have some time. <laughs> we're going to get to our next break. We're going to be right back with another live one. Um, but in this break, we're going to hear from Murphy's Kids. And then we're going to kick it off with Todd Harrington here on Radio Rubber Room.
Sean, what's going on, man? These woods are anti-grooving my vibe. Hey, Derek, hang this Grateful Dead tapestry over that branch. Man, that's much cooler looking than these trees. I like trees, but this is psychedelic. Yeah, man, it is cool. It came in this hippie survival pack I got. It's new from Spoofco. Whoa. Sean, where'd you come from? Hey, is that pouch tie-dye? That's totally awesome, bro. Yeah, Derek. I was just saying, this bag contains all the things a hippie needs to survive. Check it out. Cool, cool. It's got beads, man. Indeed, buddy. Beads and more. Each pack comes with things hippies need, like Jerry Garcia tapes and chip dust. Dude, did you check out those beads? Each hippie survival pack comes with headbands and rubber bands, paper clips, and a pine cone. Look, more beads, man. Yes, Derek, I understand you have an unnatural attraction to the beads. Beads are cool, bro. The pack also comes with rain-collecting tarp and salvaged heels from all kinds of bread loaves. Did you say you had bread heels? Yeah, Derek. All the kinds. It also comes with a half-empty patchouli bottle. Derek, put this on. I can't tell if that's you or a sock full of burning hair on an old guy. Um, okay. That's better. Now you just smell like you've been hanging out with 400 people who haven't showered in a while. All right, all right. All right. Here, Derek, take this hippie survival pack. I think you need it more than me. Hey, man, what's this? There's beads Hippie in. survival pack, new from Spoofco. Hello, I am Archibald Covington. Since a wee boy, I've always dreamed of being in a secret society, dominating the world in secret. I've always had one problem though. No one has ever asked me to be in a secret society. So I, Archibald Covington, came up with a solution. I, Archibald Covington, shall start my own secret society and will take over the world in secret. I have another problem. I need people to be in it with me. So I ask you, if you have any interest in being in a secret society, please call me, Archibald Covington, at 555-7857. Or follow me on Twitter, at Archibald Covington. Or Instagram, or also Tumblr, and uh, MySpace, and uh, Archibald Covington Secret Society at gmail.com or just Google Archibald Covington. If you're interested too, you can check out what our secret handshake will be on my YouTube channel, Archibald Covington, as well as many other videos on our secret initiation practices so you know what you will have to endure. Or my website, secretsociety.com. I've got plenty of information out there on the secret society for you to find useful to you. So please, if you would like to join me, Archibald Covington, and join my secret society, please contact me or follow me on any of my social networking sites and start a secret society with me, Archibald Covington, and we'll take over the world in secret. Thank you.
something about you You got this funky style and I'm not sure how to deal with you My mouth is dry and it's getting worse You're so wise and articulate on how to pinch those pennies you spend on electricity. Electricity is a necessity in today's world, and it can get expensive with all these newfangled devices to keep charged. If you're like me, you're scared of the dark, too, and you need to leave all the lights on all the time to make sure there isn't anyone sneaking around the house stealing your candy or other things. So here are some good tips on saving electricity. You can always start small. It's easy. Simply find your neighbor's nearest outdoor electrical receptacle. Next, simply plug in any devices you regularly need charging, such as phones, tablets, or electrical hair trimmers. Simply plug them in anytime they need charging and start saving dollars a month. Of course, that might not be enough savings for you. Take it up a notch. In the dark of night, dig a small trench from their outdoor electrical receptacle to your nearest window. Next, ask a different neighbor if you can borrow their longest extension cord. Borrowing will allow for more savings. Then run the cord from the receptacle into your window, reapplying dirt over the cord in the trench. Simply plug in all of your electrical devices into the power strip that you would plug into the cord to run all the devices off of. Bam! There you have it. You're now saving many dollars a month on unnecessary electrical expenses. Saving money. Saving money. Save money, save money.
So that was your first uke song of the night. Yeah, and I totally forgot that I decided to do that song and not Peeping Tom tonight. How is he Peeping Tom? So I did that one instead. I think it's prettier. And what's that one? That's Hippogriff Falls. And what's that one about? Um, that is about wanting to kiss your friends. It's actually, I had a, when I was in my old apartment, uh, I guess, oh, it was like four years ago, three or four years ago. Four years ago now. Years fly, man. They do. It's a nice apartment. We have a nice house now. You do have an excellent house now. And we're um, going to talk more about your house. Yes, yes. And all the things that go on there. But, uh, yeah, it was my old apartment, and I was going through this, like, weird time when I was, like, doing things I shouldn't be doing. And uh, I wrote these three songs, like, in immediate succession. There is a song I wrote about my sister, a song I wrote about doing things that I shouldn't be doing, and then there's a song that I wrote, this one, and the sister's song were based on the dreams that I had, and this song is about, essentially, like, my best friend, and I'm going to kiss him. <laughs> I don't think he's going to listen to this one. I mean, you know, we've all been there. So, so did you write the song about wanting to kiss your friends? It's about the dream, and before... the dream was about kissing my friend. There you so, go. So did you write the song about wanting to kiss your friends before? For the song about kissing your friends. Yes. Okay. About three and a half, four years before. So that makes sense. Yeah. There you go. So there was the song about wanting to, and then and th three, three or four days later, made some progress and just went. <laughs> yeah. Not the same. Go with it. Others. Other friends. <laughs> mm -hmm. Plural. Yeah. Yeah. I love my friends. Don't yeah, we all? Hot, beautiful friends. Hot, beautiful, talented, amazing, yes, wonderful. Like literally wonderful every single friends. one of them. I have that realization all the time. I like. I Except for Kathy. I'm just gonna have a friend named Kathleen, so I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a friend named Kathleen who's beautiful and amazing and wonderful and talented and gorgeous. So you know, 
Um, but like, I literally have that moment where I look around and I, you know, look at, uh, I go out to a show and I'm like, holy crap, these are yeah. my friends. Richmond is just chock full of beautiful, talented people. We're so lucky. Constantly surrounded. I, I am really like surprised and like awestruck at how much beauty I have around me in this city. Well, and you contribute a lot to it too with the B and B. So tell me, tell me more about the B and B and all the things that you facilitate there because you do a lot. I do a lot. I'm trying to do less because I do too much, but I do, I do do a lot. So you and me both, kid. I didn't, but thank you for pointing that. <laughs> I had to. I didn't think you guys heard it. It's important. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, did I miss anything? She said do do. I said do. Oh, yeah, it did. It yeah. did. Did. <laughs> anyway, B and B. So I moved into this house, the B&B, um, uh, June of, I want to say 2012 or 2013. 2012, yeah. Um, I was living with two amazing music dudes, Craig and Zane, and we started off, I started off at least, like just doing like parties here and there, and then I decided to add music to the parties, and we started doing, we did a few shows, but then we decided that we were kind of in over our heads, and we kind of shut the music and shows down for like two two years after that. I mean, Before, running a house venue was tough. Yeah. What are some of the things that made you realize you were like in over your head? Like, what are some of the struggles you came up against? Um, one time we had a a man dealing hard drugs upstairs. Not 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 the good kind, the bad kind. The bad at kind. that point, like my roommate was like, no. Yeah. Now. And I was like, I would argue with you, but that's one, a line that that's got to be drawn. At, at one point, someone smeared doo-doo on a wall that happened that's gross and between like all of those incidences our parties were getting like just massive they ended up being bangers and it was, i couldn't control them so. 2012 yeah yeah that it, things have changed a lot since 2012 oh, definitely, yeah yeah i think like the entire like i think it has to do with the facebook invitation system now like back then like you can make a public event and everyone would see it yeah but now you make a public event and boost it with like 50 bucks and no one's gonna see it anyway so yeah, I mean, it's really about the community that cares and contributes. Yeah, and, and so, like, what I'm getting it's, now... It's a curated I, community. Yeah, now. exactly. Um, but I guess I got new roommates two years ago. Another couple of really awesome music dudes, Matt and Trey. And I was like, I got new roommates. We're going to start over, like, do something new. And we threw, with them, I threw maybe, like, ten shows that year. Starting off with my annual Christmas party, Triple Xmas, the third one I've thrown. And we had, we had 83 Cutlass, a rapper out of Baltimore, come down. Uh, Kindle Street Company out of I Charlottesville. love Kindle Street Company. Yeah. We just did an interview with them at Shade Fest. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. They're, uh, they're beach friends. They're friends of my best friend. Like, Lewis and my best friend Tony grew up together. Like, awesome. two doors down from each other. And they're actually playing at Carrie Street Cafe on Saturday. Ooh, yeah, they are. So come check out Kindle Street Company at Carrie Street Cafe Saturday. Mm -hmm. They're super awesome guys. Can't wait to see you guys. They'll be on the show in two weeks. And they'll be oh, on the show in two six. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Louis, Louis, those guys are really awesome. But him and his brother came up and played a small Kindle Street set. And then I also had, we had two comedians. We had Charles Ellis and Steve Howes doing nice. comedy sets. Um, and that was the first B&B &B show. It was... Different so house or... Same house. Same house. Same house. house. Rebranded. Yeah, this is my fourth year on the lease in this house. Gotta rebrand sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, we before, we were calling it the Lee Street Mansion. And that changed for multiple reasons. One really funny one was because there's an actual historical like landmark Lee Street Mansion, and the first Triple X was party threw at the house. People went there. 
two people that were there. And <laughs> they called funny. me and they're like, Maya, you're at the mansion. Like, where are you? And I was like, I'm in Richmond. Are you at the Blue Street Mansion? And they were like, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to stay here and get drunk here instead. And they did. Which is funny. <laughs> so were there people there? <laughs> yeah. Like, did, like they were having dudes, a party like, too? Up there and like drank just like the actual Blue Street Mansion. Were they like inside? I think they were probably just sitting on the porch. Oh, okay. In the Lee Hall Mansion. So there weren't yeah, people fine. there, like, having a party. No, they just, they just, they just went... We're going to chill in the yard. Probably, like, a couple of 40s or something. I don't know. So they, <laughs> so they thought you lived in a mansion. Essentially, yeah. That's really funny. Like, why am I throwing a triple Xmas party at this historical landmark? That's really funny. But, yeah. And, um... But, yeah, we threw that show. And then the next show we had, we had Hype Keach and Gavin Riley. They were on tour together. Those are two dudes. Hype Keach out of Baltimore. I went on tour with him last year, doing, like, background vocals and running lights and sound for him. He's amazing. And then Gavin Riley out of Philly, this cat does a choose-your-own-adventure rap set complete with interactive animations. That's amazing. It is How? so cool. <laughs> You're going to have to show me some of that. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. That's incredible. That was our next show, and Annalisa did a set at that at that show, and so did Miles Bullen out of uh, Portland, Maine. He was in town also for, like, three, like, touring bands. That's crazy. And Annalisa. And we just started doing shows from there. Um... And how's it been going? It's been going really well. As with all shows, especially house shows, been a lot of like hits, a lot of misses. But the hits have been so good. Good. So it's what are, such a it's such a great space to be doing that at. So like you've got to have learned so much from running a house venue. Yeah. What are like what are like your favorite lessons or like mostly having to do with booking and and uh, and like uh, lineups. Booking and lineups are painful. Booking in the ass. and lineups. Um, Booking is difficult. Like I learned to like keep a very tight schedule. Like I accidentally triple booked the uh, venue, the show. Uh, bleh. I triple booked the house for the tenth. I was gonna have a show there with Rampant, but it turned out to be the Space Koi release show. Oops. So I, I was like, fine, you can have it. That's cool. That was my bad. But uh, also with lineups, I always want to make sure that my touring artists have like you know a sizable crowd. And I always, before I was like making it like, okay, so we don't have anyone, like not enough people here yet, so we'll have you guys pay last. But it always turns out if you pay them last, people leave because, you know, the big local band is already played. Yep. And I had that happen a few times, but like now I have to like be patient, just let them play second. Let them play second, we'll be fine. Yep. And then it, it's worked out. A nice local touring sandwich. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's usually better that way. Definitely. Yeah, it's tough, man. And then schedules and touring schedules yeah. and everything else, working out when people have to leave and when people mm. can get there and all of that stuff. And another like really cool thing that I enjoy doing with the B&B, it's called the B&B for a reason. It's, you know, bed and breakfast. I was going to call it the B-B-N-B, like band, bed and breakfast. But what I like to do is I like to host, like really like provide You're an excellent down host. home hospitality thing. We had ta Taco so Night at your house was one of my... Tans and Tacos is a regular event at the B&B. So good. It's always a lot of fun. You make amazing tacos. I enjoy I enjoy the tacos. So tents and tacos. Tunes and tacos is a regular event that we host. Like tunes like, and tacos. Party, party oh, I thought you said tents and tacos. No, no, no. The tacos are free. They come with the tunes. Yeah. Okay. And we'll either have like a show that night, or we'll have like I have like the Dora bombs come over and they'll play like music like a big jam or something. Eat tacos, like tunes and tacos. But um, I I, I gotta love, make it out to one of those, man. Definitely. But I, I do. I love to host. I always make sure that if a band is staying at my house, I provide dinner. I'm gonna buy you guys dinner, and or make dinner, usually. And then in the morning, you guys get breakfast, usually like sugar shack donuts if I down the street, get some coffee. Because with house shows, it's always like a hit or miss, especially with like trying to like give the, some support for the touring bands. Right. So especially if I'm not able to make enough money for them at the show, you're at least getting fed, you're getting all your drinks, you're getting breakfast, 
And with the acoustic acts, I like to take them busking the next day in Carytown. Nice. Make a little bit of extra money, get their music out there and have a good time. And show them a little bit of Richmond, too. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It's fun. And you've got um, the Great Busk is, is another thing mm -hmm. that you have worked on in the past. It's yeah. kind of on hiatus. Yeah, super on hiatus right now because I, I work three jobs. And, and you have so many things music. going on. It's, it's a lot, yeah. Um, the Great Busk. Uh, that was a project that was kind of given to me by Spencer Turner. And at first they did a couple of competitions where we set up in, at first Fridays in a lot, and they had a little stage. And it was, the last one, the one that I participated in was to support VACLA. I forget what the acronym stands for, but it's like the Virginia Association for the Advancement of Latin Americans of some It's a lot sort. of, that's a, a lot of yeah, words. VACLA. So. Gotcha. Um, and what they did was, it was a competition, and the prize was four hours of studio time at Sound of Music. And they had maybe like 20 different acts, and whoever raised the most money with their busking, it's like a 15 minute set, whoever raised the most money got to get to do that studio time, and all the proceeds went to Vakla. And actually, Drones won that, and that's how they recorded their last EP. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was a really cool thing, and I, I'm hoping to resurrect it with that, and then with Music for James, and somehow figure out how I can divide my time between all yeah. of my like professional stuff. And we gotta figure that stuff. out. We we gotta. We gotta figure out. We gotta put together a planning committee for RV Music for James. We gotta really we gotta find people to do it for us. That we, we need a planning <laughs> committee of people yeah. who have the time, and we can be advisory because yeah. we don't have the time. Yeah. Um, and RV Music for James is a great project, and and mm -hmm. has a lot of potential, and. James River Association is totally behind it. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in uh, helping us out with RV Music for James as a planning committee member to get this off the ground, uh, if you've got more time than we do, let us know. Because Maya and I have been working on this and trying to put this together for the last, what, nine-ish months? Yeah. And yeah. we have meetings every now and again, and we and get we get, really, we get so excited. We get so excited. We're going to do things. And then we do baby steps. And then we do baby steps. Because <laughs> all the things. Oh yeah, we have a lot of plans for that. We need all the team. I still have all my notes for that too. I'm, oh, ready. Me too. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just need the planning committee and the support. So help us out, man. Well, we've got to get to our next break. Uh, we got a tune and we're gonna be back with one last live one, another Uke song. Yep. Procrastination. Yeah. 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 I, I'm so excited. It <laughs> might be my favorite Maya song. It's everyone's. I mean it's great. <laughs> it's a good one. It's I'm really, I'm really You guys are procrastinating right now. You're procrastinating right now. <laughs> push push the button. We're uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> I'm not procrastinating. Lies. Appreciate is, you. I am alone, though. <laughs> this is uh, Chris Ryan with uh, Hold Out My Hands here on Radio Rubber Room.
can feel your pain when you look at me with those eyes. And it's hard to pretend when the drugs, they just ain't working. It's hard to think when your mind is taking you over. Practice makes perfect. I'm practicing imperfection, and I'm starting to be really good at it. Hey guys, it's me, Sean, from Radio Rubber Room, here with another great product that I developed in Grandpa's Tool Shed. There's no hiding that I like to watch TV a lot. Watching TV can be made difficult whilst doing activities such as taking a shower, chopping vegetables, or driving a jet ski at night. Enough of that nonsense. My new product, it's totally amazing. Sean's TV Helmet. I made it out of old microwaves. Sean's TV Helmet condenses the mind-numbing entertainment you love into a convenient yet fashionable helmet. Simply plug my TV Helmet into two electrical sockets. Wait just a few moments while it warms up. And just relax while the ear and nose plugs form fit to your head. That's snug. Now make sure you're within close proximity to the X-ray receiver interface. And bam, in no time you have access to a staggering 11 channels that I personally approved. What's going on in Sean's bathroom? And shades of purple are guaranteed to be your two favorite TV helmet stations. Sean's TV helmet uses highly powerful lasers to turn your eye into the projection screen, beaming the TV directly into your head. It's just like real life. Want to change the channel? Just put the oral remote deep in your mouth and change channels with your tongue. The helmet also comes with refillable odor postules, bringing your TV helmet experience to the next level with scents like old ham, a fermented banana, I hope, and what I think purple smells like. Having the power of dual microwave technology pulsing through your skull can get hot, so be sure to keep your scalp cooling cap in the freezer and wear before every use. Order my helmet today and I'll throw in my high-def eye drops. If you think you've seen the world, think again. They say curiosity killed the cat. I don't think that's true unless the weird kid down the street is named Curiosity. (laughs) 
Don't you know, I'm trying to write a paper and as usual I've left it to the very last minute and I have all my books stacked and that they're ready. If I don't start soon, I'm really gonna get it and I, I've already folded all my shirts, made my bed and done the dishes and I vacuumed six times but I, I know that there's something else to do so I open up my private browser ready to get started on some procrastination masturbation. I know it's gonna help me focus. Procrastination, masturbation. It totally makes sense that if I do the deed, get it done, and rub one out, then I'll no longer be distracted by the thoughts of this never-ending drought. Procrastination, masturbation. I'll get it done after I get off. Tell us about that one. Oh, that song. <laughs> well, I get, how long did it take you to write that song? Because I feel like you probably about maybe start. Minutes. Oh, because I feel like you probably would start it, and then and like then get distracted. Get distracted, and then. No, the thing is, I was. It was actually my senior semester of college, um, a couple of years ago, and I was. It was like four in the morning. I was like trying to write this paper. Like I had like twenty pages to write, and I was only like four. 
Uh-huh. And I was doing a little bit of procrastinating, like, every, like, 20 minutes or so. Like, Because at that point, your brain is fried. Oh, totally. And I was, I was, it was bad. And I, I, I posted something on Facebook, and I was like, procrastination, masturbation, like, that's gotta be a thing, right? And someone was like, that's not like a schoolhouse rock song. And I was like, yes, it is. There's a song in that. And I wrote it right then. <laughs> I was like... No I procrastination. Was, no yeah, procrastination. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it, it procrastination. was procrastination. The song, it's writing the, the song, song itself, itself was... was procrastination. Procrastination, okay. But creatively awesome procrastination? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Do you I remember was, what the paper was about? Did you masturbate after you wrote the song? Um, probably before. I probably just passed out after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my wrist was sore from typing. Right. Because mm -hmm. I got tools for that stuff. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the paper, if it was my senior thesis, then it was, it was the influence of transcendentalism on counter-culture, counter-cultural, spiritual movements of the 1960s or something so like that. So, which one has affected your life in the long run more, the paper or the song? Oh, gosh. Well, I haven't done anything with my degree, so, so yeah. And you just played the song. The song I, just, so. I just played the song, and that's the only song that I have that people know the words to. I guess the other ones kind of sometimes, but like that's the one like that people know. Or it's catchy as hell. It's super catchy, yeah. I posted it on Facebook, uh, like that, like that morning, night, that morning, and immediately one of my dad's friends, like that I know from church, sent me a message and was like, "Oh my goodness, your little song is stuck in my head," and it was just like, "Oh, oh gosh, this is gonna be a thing, isn't it?" <laughs> it was great. No, I got a lot of really good reception from that. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> a, because it's so honest. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. Oh, definitely. But also just because it, being a solo performer and a female singer-songwriter, it's just super empowering to be like, no, like, that's a thing that we do. Yeah, oh, definitely. And to be able to smile <laughs> and laugh and make fun of it and to own your own sexuality on stage mm -hmm. and to do it with a smile on your face and that much confidence is awesome. And then to invite my dad to play it And then me. to have your dad <laughs> play the next song with you is even more fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I um, I have a few songs. I think like four or five, like just pure comedy, just like really ridiculous songs about things that I shouldn't be talking about. One that I, I started a couple of years ago, just never finished. It's really difficult for me to like finish the song. It's called Cheese Masochist, and it's about how my love for cheese conflicts with my lactose intolerance. And it's a song about poop. Mm -hmm. I feel like that needs to needs to happen. It needs to be finished. It really does. I feel it's, like I feel like we might be able to help you with that. Yeah. I feel like there's another project we should work on here, Maya. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we need that. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Gruyere cheese. Oh, yeah, good stuff. I went to a cheese party recently. Uh, it was a going away party for, for my friend Isaac, and he had a, a rack light party. So it was like a party where all we did was melt cheese on stuff. That's, it was sounds amazing. Magnificent. Mm -hmm. A cheese melting party? A cheese melting party. Sounds I think they call that a fondue party. No, 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 no. That's <laughs> different. This okay. is like, okay, so like the original raclette, what they would do is get a blowtorch and they like torch the cheese and they scrape it off. Right. But he has a raclette oven where they had these little like spoon things and you put your cheese in there. You can like fry an egg in there, or, like cook bacon in there, and you like put it in the oven. You can cook like crostini on top and you pull that out and you just like pour it on whatever you want. They have like salted meats and different like vegetables and fruits and stuff. And so this is like advanced, advanced. It's like fondue melted. plus 10. Yeah. Yeah. And the house reeked of cheese because it was like good cheese. 
It was a, it was a great party, man. What's exactly. your favorite type of cheese? <sighs> oh, I love a good fresh mozzarella. It's pretty mm-hmm. standard. Uh, but yeah, mozzarella. I can I can eat an entire package of like Sargento string cheese in about half a second. Oh, it's bad. I it's like all really the cheese. bad. Chanel just did this thing. You know that little thing you do with your mouth when you get hungry and you go. <laughs> <laughs> She's like salivating. I had like a, I had like a sriracha grilled cheese. I made myself a sriracha grilled mm. cheese for breakfast this morning mm. with like three slices. Can we talk about of cheddar? the ultimate grilled cheese? At a, not the ultimate grilled cheese. The ultimate grilled cheese at Olio's dope. No, that's no. Ultimate grilled cheese is Crossroads. Oh, dude. Oleo is the grilled cheeses. Both super dope sandwiches. Grilled cheese is probably my favorite food. Like, I can eat, I subsist mostly on grilled cheese. So, you know. Smoked Gouda and tomato bisque. You know. (laughs) Also delicious. You know, when you watch the Food Network or something, a lot of times you're like, oh, I'd really like to, you know, try to make that. There was, like, one thing where I was like, in my life, I will fucking make this. Sorry. Um, I will make this. (laughs) one day in my life and it was sorry it's cheese and uh it was a waffle maker right waffle maker cheese like shredded cheese mac and cheese more shredded cheese close the waffle maker right so it's a mac and cheese waffle mac and cheese waffle waffle. yeah yeah coated i have a waffle maker in my house now thank you jacoby yes yeah that was the college hack at uh shaper the college, the college hack was put Schaefer food in the waffle maker. What's the grab the cheese from the from the one underneath the burgers? Grab the bread and oh put yeah, it in I've the totally done that. Yeah. To do waffle grilled cheese. Yeah. There you go. That was the hack. I never had to eat at the dining hall. It must be nice. It sucks, but you can make grilled oh, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got a couple of free passes from friends and decided that was a terrible idea. <laughs> Anyway, um, Georgie Isaac slash Maya Walters, where can we find your music one more time before we take off to our last break? Uh, live recording archives. Live recording archives on You guys are going to have one, and then the Horn RBA has a couple of songs in a chapbook hidden on Bandcamp somewhere, but soon, soon I'll be recording down at Summer on Rain Studios in Virginia Beach, and I'll have that EP out for you guys in the future. And they can keep up with your music page to keep up with that. On Georgie Isaacs on Facebook, yes. Georgie Isaacs on Facebook. Yes. Follow, subscribe, do things, support this wonderful, wonderful woman and all the things that she contributes. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks so for good to hang me. out. This is so much fun. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Uh, we got one more tune for the people. Um, I think this song was written about cheese, um, <laughs> just from the title. I'm not sure. Um, but we got one more tune for you. This is Vaccine with Little Sin here on Radio Rubber Room. <laughs> <laughs>